part of why I tell you that, of course, I want you to know something about me, but I also want you to understand that my perspective of what we are discussing tonight, no matter what level we discuss it at, is that for me, this is a spiritual journey. This is about finding the ultimate truth of who you are, what some of our culture may label as God, and discovering for yourself what that is, what that presence really is. And there are lots of steps to get us there. And Tantra understands that everyone is starting from the place that they're starting. So there are no hard, fast rules of this is the only way to do it, which is one of the things that I love about Tantra. <laughs> that it really does try to meet you where you are. And it understands that the majority of us have had a certain experience of life. It sees that life differently. And it wants to sort of take you from the place that you are and help you reconcile those pieces. Um, get yourself into a nice balanced place. And then at the same time, start inviting something deeper into your life. When your life becomes balanced, then you can really focus on just continuing to grow. So all of the things that I have ever experienced up until this moment, all of the things that happened to me before I met my teacher, now I understand that I was really learning Tantra the whole time, and I just didn't know it at the time. I had labels for all of these different techniques, but now I see them from a different perspective. And one of the things that I like to share with people when they're first starting to work with me, work with Tantra, I'm sure that most of you have probably seen the movie The Karate Kid. And if you remember how his teacher, young Ralph Macchio's teacher, taught him of having him sand floors and paint fences and all of these things that really seemed very, like, like his time was being wasted, really. But when it came time to fight, he had this unconscious skill that he was able to use. And a lot of the tantric techniques, a lot of the yogic techniques, sometimes at first they really don't look like they make a lot of sense. But they are training your body, your energy, and your awareness to be ready for other things. And so I, I say that also because I don't want anyone to think that any technique that has been given to them is also the goal. Because it oftentimes can happen that you're given this technique and you think, oh, this technique is going to change my life. And you become obsessed with the technique itself rather than trying to understand what the lesson it is trying to give to you is. And so I want you and invite you to go into all of this as it's about curiosity, it's about exploring, it's about getting new things, and there's still a deeper goal that all of this is taking you to. So enjoy the experiences of the techniques and also try to learn how they are reflecting something deeper to you that is teaching you about your true nature, that's teaching you about your true self. Because if you get caught in the technique, then you get stuck. And we want you out of stuckness. We want you to benefit from the technique and to keep moving towards something deeper, whatever that may be for each of you personally. And not everyone has to long for enlightenment or self-realization. Although if you continue playing with this stuff at some point, that may become one of your longings if it isn't already. But part of that also is understanding what it is that you're really longing for. Um, one of the things that's interesting about enlightenment or self-realization is oftentimes not 
having a, a spiritual background or someone to really explain to you what it is, we can go off in fantasies about what we think it is. And one of the common fantasies that I'm aware of, and one that I know that I had myself, was prior to meeting my, my now spiritual teacher, I did long for enlightenment, but I imagined it to be just life being perfect. I didn't realize that there was some other implication to it. I just thought, you know, if I'm realized, if I'm enlightened, then everything in life is going to be wonderful, all my bills will be paid, I'll have... I'll never be angry again. Everyone around me will be wonderful, and if they're not, they'll all just fall away. And that there would be this sort of, you know, fantasy land of what sometimes in our culture we might imagine heaven to be. You know, everything's just perfect. You know, flowing chocolate fountains, and, <laughs> and you get a massage every day, and everyone's always happy. And I finally was able to understand as I began working with my teacher that that is not what enlightenment is. <laughs> that there is something else to it. And so the expectations that everything was in my life was going to be perfect, I had to learn to sort of reconcile, okay, what I thought and imagined was going to become perfection, there's a different place that perfection happens. And I have to understand what that, deep, what that different place is to be able to not change this experience into something that I call perfect, but to see the perfection in what this experience is now. And to see beyond the different labels that have been placed around pain, joy, sadness, all of those different things. Enlightenment doesn't take those experiences away. It just gives us a different experience, a different place to look at those experiences through that changes the fundamental relationship that we have with them.